seated. Well, today's the anniversary of 9-11, and, and you know, we're going to remember those who sacrificed and those that still sacrifice. And one of the things we need to, to do on a day like this is to not only just remember them, but remind ourselves that, that there's still people serving. And we need to remember how we should think about those people and treat those people and how we need to honor them. And today I want, to, I want to talk about honor. I want to talk about people we should honor. Um, my observation is that a lot of times it appears like in our society now that we have trouble honoring one another. We just have a real problem with showing honor. The word honor means to revere, to give value to, to give value to something, to some, give it worth. Consider it worthy. Consider it worthy. And and when I think about this, I think it's important that that we realize that there are people and there are things around us that we need to honor. The first one maybe is the most obvious one, but I believe you have to start sometimes with the most obvious. When it comes to honor, we have to honor God. John, John, the fifth chapter, the 23rd verse, Jesus said that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. It all starts with honoring God. You know, and it all breaks down there too. You know, if we don't honor God, if there is no God, then everything else breaks down because there's no standards, there's no every man for himself, everybody's just do what you want and how does this all pertain to me and it gets very selfish and self-destructing. So I believe it first starts with honoring God, honoring God for who he is, for who he is. He is not the man upstairs. He is not just, you know, he's not, you know, and, and I say that, you know, I know he lives in heaven, but I don't know, the man upstairs just kind of leaves me short. You know, this week, somebody, somebody said something about God, and, and uh, they said, he's just a funny guy. And I don't know that they meant that derogatorily. I don't know. They just meant that God does things sometimes I don't understand. But when they said God's a funny guy, that kind of got inside of me, and I went, whoa, God's a funny guy. I mean, I don't know that that should be my expression of who God is. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's not just a funny guy. That kind of, kind of sort of, to me, brings him down instead of honoring for who he is. Honoring for who he is. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And then in Romans, the 13th chapter, and I believe it goes right along. If When we honor God, then I believe we're called to honor God one another in Romans 13 9 for the commandments you shall not commit adultery you shall not murder and you shall not steal you shall not bear false witness you shall not covet and if there's any other commandment all are summed up in this saying you shall love your neighbor as yourself love your neighbor honor you know we need to honor one another how we treat one another I was in another situation yesterday and 
you know, a lot of it's about attitude. You know, a lot of it's about what's, what's our basic attitude. But I was in a situation where I saw somebody that had just a really nasty attitude. I mean, no matter what was said to them, they ripped into everybody. You know, no matter what was said, they just, man, I thought, wow, what is wrong? I felt sorry for them because I saw such an attitude within them. And it, it was not honoring anybody. As a matter of fact, it was just whatever anybody said, they were mad and they were in their face. And I thought, wow, how sad, how sad. Because we're, we're supposed to honor one another. We're supposed to love one another, our neighbors as ourself. You know, we're supposed to honor our neighbors as ourself. And, you know, maybe one of the people we need to honor once in a while is ourself. You know, it's pretty hard to honor somebody else if you don't think well of yourself. It's pretty hard to give somebody else honor and esteem and encouragement and love if you don't love yourself. And that all goes back to loving God and knowing that God loves me and forgives me and saved me. And because of what God has done for me, now I can love those around me. And I can love them the way Jesus loved me. As I am. You know, we say, you know, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't say when we got good enough, then he died. You know, we always sang the song, just as I am, just as I am. Not, not if I get good enough, but just as I am, without one plea. I have nothing to bargain with. With nothing to bargain with. Just as I am, Jesus died for me. And when I understand that, then I believe it helps me to be able to be in a position to love and honor those around me. And to show them the respect that I need to. Whenever we think of honoring, honoring, I believe one of the first ones we usually think about is our parents. In Ephesians, Ephesians, the second chapter, the second verse, the sixth chapter, the second verse. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may be well with you and that you live long on the earth. Honor your father and your mother. Treat them with honor. Treat them with respect. That's a commandment. It's not a choice. I mean, it's, I understand it is a choice, but it's a commandment. God says, this is what you need to do. You need to show honor and respect to your father and your mother. I realize it goes on there to say, fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. And there is a command to the fathers, how they train their children, how they treat their children. You know, be very careful about that. But, you know, if, you're, if your father doesn't treat you right, it doesn't say then you can dishonor them. It doesn't say, well, then you got a right to really let them have it. You know, you don't have to do this other stuff. No, it says we're to honor our father and our mother. Treat them with honor and respect. And I believe a lot of this in the home, it starts with the fathers. You know, fathers, guard your mothers, guard your wives. Make sure your children treat them with honor and respect. Don't let them, don't let them talk down to them. Don't let them say things they shouldn't say. You know, you stop that. You stop that. And let me say this. One thing I noticed, you know, when kids are one, one and a half, they're so cute. You know, I've been, I've been talking to a young mother, and, you know, she laughs at her child because they're so cute. Well, now he's two. Not quite as cute. I said, yeah, and I'm going to tell you something. I said, someday he's going to be 16, and he's going to be not cute at all. 
You just remember that. You know, you laugh at them when they're one and a half and they're cute when they say things and do things they shouldn't. Trust me, it'll only get worse. You deal with that when they're one and two. And that's when you deal with those things. And fathers, you watch how they treat their mother, how they speak to their mother. And you be careful how you talk to her, how you treat your wife. Because your kids are sitting there watching. And there's a whole bunch of things that our kids do that where they learn it from. They learn it from watching you. You know, and then we grow up and realize that we think, oh, they're just like me. You know. And so we have to be very careful. We have to, we have to realize that, you know, we're to honor our father and our mother. And then in Romans, Romans, the 12th chapter, the 10th verse, it says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another. When we honor one another, we give preference to one another. That means I think about what you would like. I give preference to you. What is it that you would like? How would you like to do this? Where would you like to go? What would you like to eat? Are you happy? Are you comfortable? What can I do to help you? We give preference to one another. That's showing honor. That's showing honor. And let me say this. Presents are fine, but presents only go so far. Because here's what happens, folks. You give preference, you give presence to show honor and treat people with disrespect, they don't remember your presence at all. They remember how you treated them. They remember what you said to them. Those are the things that they really remember. And actually, if you give presence and don't treat people with honor, they really don't like your presence at all. That's a word to husbands partially, but others too. You know, you know, because, you know, we maybe sometimes think, well, if I buy her a present or if I get her something, she'll she'll think I'm wonderful. And, you know, she might, but she might also think, well, why don't you treat me like that all the time? And I would rather have that than the present. So we just need to remember that we're to give honor, we're to give preference to one another. We're to consider one another. We're to we're to think about what the other person might like or how I might help them or how I might serve them. Not, well, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. Or it doesn't matter because this is what I like. This is what I like. You know, we need to consider that. We need to remember that. I was, I was joking. Somebody asked me what we were doing this week, and I'm giving honor to Mary for the next two days. We're going to travel to southern Indiana, and we're going to visit where her ancestors came from after they came from Germany. And we're going to walk cemeteries. And I told Denny Lamb, I said, we're going to look at grassy fields and say, that's where a house used to sit. But, you know, um, I'll enjoy it. It'll be fun. We're going with some nice people. But, you know, but, you know, I don't really care about a lot about her ancestors, you know. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean, you know, I mean, they're nice. You know, it's nice. They, I got her out of it, so that's a good thing. But, but you know, but, you know, I'm not really tempted tremendously endeared to them or anything but you know i'll go because you know she wants to go and it'll be good and sometimes that's what we need to do that's what we need to do we need to give preference to one another. so when i go look where my ancestors live she'll say oh good let's go you know i don't know that i, I don't even know where they came from but <laughs> but uh 
So anyway, so we give preference to one another. We consider one another. One of my favorite, I don't know if it's my favorite, somehow it's, it's a scripture I, I share quite a bit, but in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, the 23rd verse, it says, And those members of the body of Christ, the church, which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and on our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. It says, if I decide, okay, now this, this gives us a lot of leeway here. It says, if I decide somebody is less honorable, and we do that, you know, we, well, why would you? Well, we do that. We decide that somebody isn't quite like me or quite the way I do it or quite what I think they ought to be. So we decide that they're less honorable. Okay, so if you decide that, just remember that on that person, you're asked to bestow more honor. More honor. So if there are those who we think, wow, I don't know if they really deserve that, on them we bestow more honor. You know, our society says if somebody's worth it, then you bestow honor. If somebody has a status, if somebody has a position, if somebody does great things or whatever, then we bestow honor on them because of all that they did. But the Bible says on those that we deem less honorable, on those we bestow more honor. God's way is different than the world. And we got to be very careful in the church that we don't start to get the wrong mentality. And we start to develop what the world says about who deserves honor. Who deserves honor. In 1 Timothy, the fifth chapter. 1 Timothy, the fifth chapter, the third verse. It says, honor widows who are really widows. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents for this is good and acceptable for God, before God. Now she who is a widow and left alone trusts in God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. It says we're to honor widows that are truly widows. Honor widows that are left without children, left without someone to care for them. That we're to honor them. I believe it goes to the point, I believe we're to honor those who are older. You know, widows, yes, but I believe we're to honor those who've gone before us or are still alive, who are still with us. You know, if we're not careful, I sometimes think maybe in our society now, we sort of want to put them aside. Put them somewhere where they're not a bother to us. Put them somewhere where they don't slow us down. You know, we're to give honor, honor to them. We're to honor our elders, honor those older than us, honor them for what they've done, what they've gone through, who they are. You know, something, in, and sometimes, you know, we almost think that uh, it's, it sort of appears that older people are something to just be tolerated. You know, something that's just kind of, well, instead of learning from them, I want to tell you something. You know what happens in life? You know, you, you, you grow up, and you're trained, and you get to be in your 20s, and you think you know it all because that's just life. You, you know, that's just the way it is. You think you know it all. Everything's ahead of you. You haven't experienced much, and so you just got everything going for you, and you know everything. 
You know, you know, and then eventually we learn we don't. I want to tell you something. Older people have been through it. They've experienced the hard knocks. They've experienced the ups, the downs, the failures, the things they shouldn't have done. You can learn a tremendous amount by honoring those who've gone through things. They have wisdom. Wisdom doesn't come from a book. Wisdom comes from experience. You get wisdom because you did it and you went, oops, that wasn't so good. My, one of my things was, and I don't know, as a young person, I kind of I always liked older people, and I always figured, you know, it was kind of smart to listen to somebody that's been through it because maybe I could avoid a few things. Not everything, but at least I could avoid some things because I could listen to them, and I could get wisdom, wisdom about how to instead of thinking I knew it all and I had all the answers. Just get out of my way, you know, Get out of my way. I know what's going on. I know how to handle this. Leave me alone. That's kind of what I hear a lot of. You know, don't help me. You know, it's like, no. Give honor. Honor to those who have gone before us. Listen to them. Treat them with respect. You know, um, it's, it's children and grandchildren's responsibility to honor their parents, their grandparents, their great-grandparents. Now, now there's a lot of great-grandparents. Probably some great-great-grandpa. I don't know. Helen, are you a great-great-grandma yet? I don't know if Helen... you a great-great-grandmother yet? Just one great. Okay. But you know, it's, it's wow, it's amazing nowadays, you know. Um, you, people are living quite a while, and you can end up being at least great-grandparents, and, and, you know, it's not out of the picture to be a great-great, you know. But we need to treat them with respect. First Timothy 6, one, it says, Let as many bondservants under the yoke count their masters worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. Slaves, slaves are to consider their masters with all honor. I'm not saying masters are always worthy of honor. It doesn't say that. You know, it's like workers are to honor their bosses. Is that saying every boss you have is an honorable person? No. No, they're not. But you still treat them with honor and respect. You still treat them with honor and respect because they've been put in positions over us. And those people in those positions... They're asked to treat their workers and their slaves correctly with respect. You know, when, when everybody honors one another, it works quite well. When it breaks down, it all breaks down. You know, when masters don't treat their slaves right. You know, I grew up uh, in a time when uh, there was a lot of uh, migrants that worked in for farmers in the fields. One of the things, we didn't have that in our family. We didn't raise those kind of crops. But one of the things I noticed was there was farmers who, when they had a birthday party, all the workers came to the house and celebrated birthday. Or if they had a child, they went down and celebrated. You know, it was a, there was a mutual respect in working together. It was like they liked one another. And then I realized there was places where that didn't happen, that the farmer didn't treat the workers correctly and abused them and took advantage of them. And that's not right either. 
But when things aren't right, that doesn't say we can then dishonor. We can disagree. Do you know that you can disagree with somebody and still honor them? Now, it's a little tougher. And, you know, and when you disagree with me, I question whether you honor me because now you're giving me a hard time. But if you disagree with me and treat me with honor, I can eventually figure it out. Well, they just disagree, but they still honor. You know, you can tell. You can tell the attitude. You can tell the attitude. Is the attitude one of honoring or is it one of disrespect? You know, it's just important for us to remember that one of the things we need to do, and let's turn to Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29, verse 23. I'm not sure. It says, a man's pride will bring him low. God, re- I'm going to throw this in. Okay, they didn't God resists the proud. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. The humble in spirit. One of the things we need to remember is if we want honor, then we have to stay humble. We have to realize who we really are. And again, that brings us back to honor God. We realize who we are. That God's the one that gives us worth and value. God's the one. Because we honor him, the king of kings, the creator of the universe. We honor him for for what he's done. And because of that, because of that, then we can show honor to those around us. To those around us. One of the things I believe that honor does, if you think about it, it really brings stability to a people. It really brings stability to families, workplace, governments. Because look, at, look around us and see what happens when honor starts to fall apart. Well, it divides people then. Then we get all divided. And then we're all mad at somebody. Does it, does it seem to anybody like in our society where we are right now that everybody's mad at somebody? Everybody's mad at somebody. You know? All of, all of a sudden, and, and I, I don't know, it's like this group's mad at this group, and this group's mad at this group, and this group's mad at this group, and we're all just divided. And there's just turmoil. It seems to me like there's a tremendous amount of turmoil. But I believe that part of that comes because when a society quits honoring God and honoring one another, you're going to have turmoil and unrest. And it's just a product of not doing what God's called us to do. When that breaks down, then we just get ourselves in a bad place. And I believe it starts, the Bible says, if my people. So I I really sense, folks, that, you know, I'm not trying to be hard, but it's us. It's going to start with us. It's God's people that are going to make a difference. So it's got to start with us. I don't hear a big cry in the world about honoring one another, 
I don't hear I don't hear a lot of talk about you know and forgive me sometimes I go home and I think why do I keep but you know it's right in your face so you know but you know the election there's not a lot of honoring going on as a matter of fact we all kind of laugh like oh they're just tearing each other apart yeah they are and it's not going to get better it's not going to get better and this election you I hope and I pray that it's the end of that but it probably may not be until we turn until we turn away from how we treat one another. Until we quit with all the, you know, and I'm not saying this is the start of it, but boy, reality TV has got inside of us and our kids. I mean, we think it's funny when people call each other names and rip on them and degrade them and yell at them and smack them. We put it on TV and watch it and go, oh, look at that, aren't those people funny? No, it's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. But, you know, our kids, you watch that, you know, eventually, and I see it, they get attitudes. It gets inside of them. And we got to turn from that. we got to turn away from that. we got to put it away. The Bible says repent. Turn away. And it says it starts with us, so it starts with us. It starts where we're at and how we treat one another, how we treat our children, how we train our children. You know, your children are going to be bombarded with this attitude. Train them, train them, work against it, pray about it. Set an example for them. Set an example for them. Teach them how to tr- treat one another. Teach them how to give preference to the other person. That it's all not just about me and what I want. Now teach them how to share. Teach them how to share. You know, it's, it's not about it's mine, it's mine. I, I, I don't want to share. And so as we, as we think about this, I pray that, you know, throughout this week and we'll have lots of opportunity to honor somebody, you know. You'll have lots of opportunity this week to give preference to somebody that you think is less honorable. Maybe driving. Maybe driving home, you might run across somebody that's less honorable, that you deem less honorable. And instead of yelling at them, ask God to bless them. Ask God to bless them. They must be having a bad day. There must be something going on in their life. Lord, bless them. Instead of, well, hope they get what they deserve. Let's show honor. Let's show honor where we have opportunity. This is something we all can do. We get lots of opportunity. Lots of opportunity to show honor. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your love for us. Lord, we honor you for being the King of kings, the Lord of lords, our Redeemer, our Savior, our Deliverer, the one who goes before us, the one who stands beside us. Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, as we've received your favor, your mercy, your salvation, your grace in our lives, Lord, help us to be vessels of that grace and mercy to those around us. Help us to honor one another. Help us to give preference to those around us. Lord, we pray that you just work in our hearts. Lord, where attitudes exist that that don't honor you, Lord, help us to change our attitudes. Lord, help us to become more like you. Lord, we thank you for your love for each and every one of us.
Lord, I pray if there's anyone here this morning that would like prayer, Lord, you would encourage them to come up and let let Tom and Pam and Rose and Jim pray for them over here to my left. Lord, if there's a need, Lord, help them to come and to receive your grace and your mercy. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your presence with us. Lord, we just pray you dismiss us now with your blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. We do have to pick up chairs too.